Good afternoon, Cougar Nation, BYU women's soccer fans. Welcome to another edition of BYU women's soccer on Facebook Live. I'm Greg Grubel, joined as always by the head coach of the Cougars, Jennifer Rockwood. Jen, hello, welcome, good afternoon. And Thank you. uh, you've come in from a uh, rainy, yes. cold practice of what, 90 minutes, two hours? Yeah, it was a lot colder than I was planning today. Not prepared at all. Freezing cold, soaking wet, but that's okay. That's what happens. So I washed my car this morning, so, so that's it bound why to it happen. rained. Yeah. yeah, so we're warming, we're warming up here in the, in the studio this afternoon. I can't move my hands. Yeah, now the practice began um, with the girls not really in practice gear. Yeah? Good, because the Halloween practice happened today. Yeah, we didn't have Halloween practice yesterday because we just all needed a little break from soccer. We've been on the road a long time and uh, just wanted a little break, and so we had Halloween, Halloween costume parties today. So it's always fun to see what the girls come up with. Uh, they're always very creative, so it's uh, a lot of fun. I didn't see you in your costume. No, I, I so took maybe, a pass on Halloween maybe next year. year. Yeah, something to yeah. shoot for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's fun. Super creative. Yes. Uh, good stuff. You can go on social media and find out what the girls are wearing. It was uh, it was it was epic, actually. <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, you said you guys needed a break from soccer. Yes. You had been on the road. You just you just uh -huh. played three straight away games, uh -huh. and all of them wins. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're playing really well right now. I mean, as coaches, uh, we couldn't be more pleased with how the girls are playing and how they're training and their attitudes and their energy. Everything uh, is just going really well for us right now. And sometimes you just need to take a little bit of break. Uh, but we've been playing very well on the road. And uh, ultimately, that's what you have to do in the NCAA tournament most of the time. So uh, I think we've done everything we can to prepare to this moment. We have the opportunity to play for a conference championship on Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, which is extremely exciting again. Um, and so things are going well for us. Four straight wins, the last three coming on the road, so it's a four wins in a row. BYU now 15-2-1 on the year. Uh, you're fifth in the top drawer soccer poll, you're fourth in the coaches poll, third in the hero sports, a Bennett rank poll, very computer-based. So top five in the rankings, top ten in the RPI, mm -hmm. uh, just where you hoped you'd be at this time of year. Yeah, uh, like I said, you can't really ask for too much more. It's just been a great season. I think as we came into this season, the girls and, the, and all of us had such high expectations knowing what we might be capable of. And uh, to this point, I, I think we've done a tremendous job. Uh, I think everyone is still hungry to get better, uh, and that's something that we'll We'll have a, an opportunity to do this week uh, so that we can play our very best game of the year on Saturday. Okay, here's how we roll on, on Facebook Live. First segment with Coach. Second segment, we have a couple of player guests, and Jen will introduce them to us here in a little bit. Then third segment, Jen comes back, and we answer your questions from social media. We get your questions on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We've got this week's loaded up, and we'll have them in segment three. If you make it on the air with a question, you'll get some uh, free soccer swag from the BYU women's soccer team. So let's take a look at uh, last week really quickly. No highlights to show for you today, but we'll recap the scores and how the games went. Uh, BYU was in uh, the inner Bay Area, Central Bay Area, uh, last week playing at St. Mary's mm -hmm. on Thursday and at Pacific on Saturday and a pair of 4-0 wins. Yeah, you know, St. Mary's was coming off a big win against the University of Portland uh, to beat Portland on the road 3-0. I mean, that's a that's not easy to do. Not many teams have done that. Uh, and so uh, we knew we had to be really sharp. Uh, I thought we came out and played very well. We had a couple opportunities really early on First the score. Minutes, yeah. yeah, and uh, just were combining and connecting and playing in our attacking half uh, as we had hoped uh, we would. Especially on the road, you, you've got to do that. You've got to, um, you know, outmatch uh, the home team's intensity. And, and I thought we did a great job of that. And, you know, we got started off with the first goal, uh, and then it kind of fell for us from there. Um, we had people that came off the bench and gave us some great minutes. And, uh, you know, Jocelyn got her first goal of her career. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, the weather turned on us a little bit, mm -hmm. but we still, I thought, looked really sharp uh, at St. Mary's. 
and, and that was a game in which Murph ends up with a goal mm -hmm. and a couple of assists, and then she follows it up on Saturday, and Ash scored again in that game, and then mm -hmm. Ashley scores again to open the Pacific, the, yeah. the Pacific game, and Murph again ends up with a goal and an assist, and mm -hmm. that's now four straight games where she's had at least one of each in, in yeah. each category. I mean, Murphy has just been so uh, important for us this season, particularly as we have started conference play and not having Ashley for two games in, in conference. Murphy has just got herself on the board. I mean, it's one reason uh, we felt strongly about moving her up top this year is just her ability to provide opportunities, but then she's also taken on the challenge of scoring goals herself. I believe she's at 12 and 12 right yep. now. Um, I think she is almost leading the entire country in assists, uh, as well as I know she's in the top five, I believe, in, in total in points. points. Yeah. Um, With and Ash. so, yeah, and and you know, against a pretty challenging schedule for us this year, I think that says a lot. We we talked a lot about trying to get three, four people upwards of twenty points, and and we're very close. We've got three at twenty right. and above right now. Elena's kind of knocking on the door, uh, still with a game points. or so mm -hmm. left, and I, I think we're right where we need to be. And and ultimately, you know, yeah, we want to score a lot of goals, but defense is what wins championships. Um, we've got two great defenders with us today um, who've, who've been a big part of that. Um, but our team defense has been extremely solid. And, and, you know, going on the road, you know, it's one thing to score eight goals, but it's a whole other thing to come up with two shutouts. And, and that's something that, uh, you know, we expect to, to do with each game. So BYU's, and uh, I want to talk about one other thing real quickly before mm -hmm. I get to the season stats. Uh, we talked about Josh scoring her first game yep. at St. Mary's. Mm -hmm. Then she scores her second in as many yeah. games at Pacific. And you get another new goal score because Avery got on the board in the Pacific. Yeah, uh, that was exciting. Um, we had some people in, and uh, Miranda took a great shot. Uh, it was deflected, and it was just kind of a pile. We weren't sure who got it, but Avery, uh, you know, she's very aggressive, super anxious to get in front of that goal as, as an outside back. Uh, she was up in front of the goal a few times. It was fun for her to, to get a, a goal, uh, first one of her career. So in the last three games, all road games, USD, St. Mary's Pacific, you found three new goal scorers mm -hmm. very late in the year with uh, Lizzie Braby and Jocelyn Loomis and Avery Walker. That's a cool thing to see mm -hmm. as more guys find the score sheet. So for the season, 48 goals, 9 against. So a plus 39 goal differential, yeah. which will win you a lot of games. And I think you scored 34 goals all of last year. Yes. And here, we are, here you are knocking on the door of 50 still in the regular season. Yeah, and that's what we knew we needed to do. I mean, to continue to focus on our our team defense, which is so important, our high pressure, you know, starting with our forwards, but then um, creating more opportunities to score and having more people comfortable, um, you know, feeling that responsibility, being a shooter and a goal scorer first as opposed to a passer. We're, we're a good possession team. Uh, our girls like to pass, but they're, they're uh, you know, kind of coming together, understanding the importance of the, the most unselfish thing you can do is put the ball in the back of the net to help us get results. Okay, so BYU did what they had to do on the weekend, get two more wins. We, were, we kept waiting for Pepperdine to slip up to give mm -hmm. you that opening you needed to win another right. conference championship. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened on Sunday. LMU, tough team. Yep. We knew it would be a hard game for the Waves in Malibu. LMU goes up there and wins 1-0. Very tense affair. And the Waves had so many good chances to score in this one. Held off the score sheet. 1-0 LMU. That is the opening you needed mm -hmm. to where if you take care of business now Saturday against Gonzaga yep. here on senior night, you're going to be conference champs for a fifth consecutive year. Yeah, it's really amazing when you look and see uh, what this core group have done, especially our seniors. We've got a couple of fifth-year seniors in Miranda and um, Murphy that have an opportunity to win five conference championships in their time here. And then obviously with our other seniors uh, uh, getting four behind them. And uh, it's just amazing. We've done everything we could to this point. We needed a little help. We got the help. LMU uh, you know, came out big for us, but they're a great team. They had to win that game to try and solidify a spot in the NCAA tournament. 
hopefully, you know, after this weekend, we get four, four teams in the tournament, which would be great for our conference. Um, but ultimately, we want to make sure, which is always our original goal, is to, to win a conference championship, put another ring on, on the finger uh, for the girls, and, um, and then go from there. There's no WCC tournament. It's all regular season. Both the Waves and BYU 6-1-1 one, one with one match left. Both teams favored. You'll be at home to Gonzaga. They'll be at Pacific. Mm -hmm. And if you finish 7-1-1 one, one, uh, with the same record, it's a co-championship. There's mm -hmm. not uh, a first place and a second place. Your co-first place. Pepperdine would get the automatic bid mm -hmm. by virtue of head-to-head. -head. Right. But by the same token, they would have lost at home to a team that you beat on the road. It all kind of evens out, and sure. you get to be co-champs. Yeah, we'll take it. doesn't matter if we need to share it uh, uh, or not, but just that opportunity to say that we're champions, uh, I think that's ultimately what we're, we're shooting for. Right. If, if we share it, that's great. It's great for Pepperdine. And as I mentioned, it will be great for our conference if we can get four teams in the tournament this year. Okay, we'll talk about senior night here at the end of the show. Uh, I'll talk about the seniors leaving and the Gonzaga game uh, coming up Saturday. But coming up next, we've got a couple of player guests with us. And uh, Jen, tell us who we have today. Well, we've got Hannah and Sabrina, two of our four keepers. Um, our keepers have done an amazing job. And uh, they're a reason that we have done well um, offensively is because uh, the girls have to, you know, do you know, score really good goals in practice to get by these guys. Uh, they do a great job. They have a lot of energy. Hannah's come in and obviously has done a tremendous job when Rachel got hurt. Um, she's played so well. She's been able to maintain that starting position, and she's just done a great job for us. Um, Sabrina is uh, also, you know, doing a great job. She's on the road uh, bringing a lot of energy every day at practice and certainly to our games. Okay, so Hannah Clark. Sabrina Macias are our guests. They are coming up next. Jen returns for the final segment. We'll take a little break. We'll have the keepers on with me right after this. This is BYU Women's Soccer on Facebook Live. Back in a bit. Welcome back. Segment two of BYU Women's Soccer here on Facebook Live. Greg Rubel and visiting with today to my near right, junior from Danville, California, Hannah Clark, and a redshirt freshman from Littleton, Colorado, Sabrina Macias. A couple of keepers on the show today. Thanks for coming on, you two. Thanks for having us. Thanks. First up, uh, Danville puts you, uh, wow, you were, guys, you, you were playing in your own, uh, back in your own stomping grounds this past weekend. Playing in Moraga and Stockton puts you kind of close to home. What was it like to go back and play uh, in somewhere you're pretty familiar? It was awesome. Um, I actually had a, a coach that well, used to be the head coach for St. Mary's, so we would practice there all the time. So I'm used to that, and it was good just to see family and friends. And get two good results? Oh, always. Always nice. More wins, four in a row uh, for BYU as you guys continue down this stretch run. Uh, Sabrina, this is a team that uh, is used to winning championships. Okay, And like Jen said, there are some girls that might win five in a row uh, if you guys get the win against Gonzaga. Uh, when you came to the BYU program, were you pretty well acquainted with the winning tradition here at BYU? Actually, I wasn't. I did not know a lot about their like, winning streak until I came in and everyone was like, oh yeah, this is our fourth ring or our third ring. I was like... <laughs> Oh, okay. That's a big deal. <laughs> you guys are pretty so, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not the first. I mean, I always knew they were good, yeah. but I didn't know about the consecutive championship. Okay. So uh, when did BYU start to become a possibility for you and maybe the recruiting process, something you wanted to do for a long time, or how did it go? Um, it started, I would say, my freshman year. Um, my family was um, kind of hu huge BYU fans, I guess, and they had always been like, hey, you should definitely check out BYU and consider them. I always told myself I was never going to go somewhere cold and look, I'm like in the freaking cold state. But, um, yeah. You're I'd, from a cold state. So yeah, like, but like, like, like I know. Exactly I just did. That is the one where like it's like 60 degrees and she's like, I need a jacket. I, I do. I get a little cold. Oh, but now, ever since, actually, my teammate 
um, they were playing, I want to say UCLA, and we ended up beating them. And they're like, hey, BYU and Mormon School, like, Sabrina, you should like look into that. And then they recruited me my sophomore year. Um, I actually got a, co or a call from a coach coming out to watch me play in Colorado, and then that was it. They gave me a call, and I couldn't say no. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure I told coach, like, right then and there without even talking to my parents, like, yeah. I'd love to come here, and he's like, oh, don't you want to talk to your parents about it? I'm like, no, I'll call them and tell them later, and that was it. You were good to go. Yep. That's awesome. Now, you came to BYU, and uh, injuries kept you on the sideline last year. Mm -hmm. uh, you used it as, a, as, as a, I guess, a learning year, acclimation year. What was it like to, uh, to go through that kind of year, knowing you weren't really being an active part of the team at that point, due to injury? You know, you said not active, but I actually was a lot, like, involved a lot with the team. Um, our team is very unique. They, I mean, people say that they love their team and that that's like the best part of their whole program but like when Jen says that no other team is like our team it's true like we really do have this like sister bond so I had a lot of players that like took me under their wing and really made me feel included so I never felt left out. Was Hannah one of those players? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> was. <laughs> no she definitely was especially you know, it's very difficult to see three goalkeepers training and doing something that you love. But to have someone to rely on and lean on and, hey, Sabrina, thanks for complimenting me. Or, hey, thanks for shagging that ball. Just those little things mm -hmm. actually go a lot farther than you think. So, Hannah, what's the uh, keeper sisterhood like? And, mm -hmm. uh, and how do you think Rachel or no, Sabrina handled uh, the year last year uh, being injured? Nice. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, she did awesome. Um, she was super supportive. And... We've had actually a couple injuries, you know, with Cass and her shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, so they've, I think, handled it super well, and we try to, you know, get them as involved as they can. Um, but they're super supportive and encouraging the entire drill, and we, we love them for it. I know how bad it sucks, but mm -hmm. they're great. We've talked to you a lot uh, this season, pregame interviews, postgame interviews. We've kind of covered the story of how you came in at, at Penn State and, and then got kind of on a roll. And, and keeper is a position... Um, I guess it's, it, it's, it's unlike other positions in soccer in that uh, once you get into that groove, you, you really kind of want to stay in it. And, 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 and it's hard to take a keeper out when they're playing so well. And, but you have to earn the spot, and that's exactly what you did this year. Um, so kudos to you for that, Thank for you. making sure that you know, you, you wouldn't, there was no concern about that. Uh, but you had to kind of prove to yourself that you could do it, couldn't you, a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think the past three years um, of playing and sitting on the bench, it was kind of um, a wake-up call for myself to kind of be like, okay, yeah, you can play on the field, and you can be that leader on the field, and kind of take that role, and it was an adjustment. Um, I, I hate to say that I got used to it, but I did. Like, I, I, was, I was getting used to sitting on the bench and, and um, just cheering on my team. So it's way more fun to be on the field. Um, but it was definitely an adjustment, and certainly requires a lot more mental sharpness when you're at, when you're when right. you're in the game as opposed to being on the sidelines. And you had to kind of ramp that part of it up too, I guess, too, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we had a, a question from social media for the keepers today. Normally, our questions only go to Jen, okay. but uh, this guy wanted okay. to make sure that the keepers got the question. Okay. Um, Mark Watterson on Twitter said it's a keeper-specific question. It's about PKs, um, and this will be for both of you. Uh, do you or the team keep stats on where people kick, or do you rely purely on instinct in the moment? Definitely instinct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's, you know, there's definitely some um, looking into certain players. Coach loves doing that, but um, it comes down to in the moment, like reading the players. Um, and um, we're at a level that, you know, some players don't 
kick the same way every time. So you can't purely um, rely on that. But you know, I'd say reading. Um, and there's there's a lot of different cues as the player is, mm -hmm. is walking up. Um, there's definitely like you're trying to be as intimidating as possible. <laughs> uh, they set the ball down, the way they look when they're setting the ball down, if they never look up, the way they like, you know, point their hips, the way they plant their foot. It sounds complicated, but... There's a lot you're looking just, for. It's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just you're stick just, with one thing. You're yeah. like, okay, her eyes are going to the back post. <laughs> yeah. okay, I think I'm just going to shoot that way. Yeah. So you, you get lucky. Yeah, sometimes now, you, you guess. You've faced three PKs this year, right? And you stopped two of them. Would you say that is better than your lifetime average of facing PKs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably lucky that... Or actually, I'm definitely lucky that I've only had to face three. And that way, that my average is better. Got lucky on two, and then... Here we are. How about your lifetime of PKs? Would you say you've stopped more or let more in? Oh, let more in. Oh. <laughs> that's the way it goes in soccer. <laughs> I would love to say I saved more, but you know, no. That's why, that's why, that's why stopping two of three is kind of a big deal. Thank Huge yeah. deal. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I want each of you to talk about each other's goalkeeping style. Sabrina, describe Hannah's style. As wow! A okay. 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 Everything from how she distributes to how she communicates to how she plays in net. All right. We'll work from the feet down. Okay. Um, so yeah, Hannah. Feet down. Do, or, or feet up. up you're yeah. right. You know, okay. dumb comment. Swipe the neck. Um, so from the feet up, I'd say Hannah by far is one of the most technical goalkeepers I've ever like played with. She can hit a perfect backspin ball, which is the ball that, like, I don't know. Do I have to describe that detail? No, I get it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. With her right and her left foot, like, consistently. So that's huge. Um, now with her hands, the way she plays, like, distributing-wise, her drop kicks, that's, like, a high, like, another level of um, kicking. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot more, uh, what would you say? A lot more cleaner? I don't know. It's, like, more technical than More technical, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's more direct, so she can hit and lower. Yep, it's more driven. She can hit an outside <laughs> forward. It's my turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what's it called? <laughs> and she's more direct and definitely can like hit her outside forward um, better, which is good. And then with her hands uh, throwing, very again consistent. And she has this like outside spin of the ball. So when she throws out to the outside backs, it like perfectly like spins out in front of them so they continue to go forward mm -hmm. and then saves wise um, huge when it comes to corner kicks or free kicks she has good decision making whether to come out and punch it in a tough like big crowd or if she has time and space to collect it and clean it and then distribute out quickly okay so how about as a communicator huge um, uh, big part of her game right mm -hmm. she's very um, directional with our defenders um, and is always communicating as I say she's probably the loudest girl I here on the field. Um, in a complimentary way. Yeah, hey, yeah. Not, hey, it's yeah. good. What are you talking yeah. about? Um, yeah, she's always directing people, uh, outside back specifically is like the main person I hear, and is always telling them what to do next. Or She's always thinking of the what ifs, which is always a big deal. So like if we lose it, hey, Melissa, tuck in. Yeah. Right on. Okay, mm -hmm. Hannah, describe uh, Sabrina. You've seen her enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina has really, really quick feet. Um, she's very technical and um, she's She's small, but yet she's super explosive. Um, her distribution is really great. She w is one that demands it um, out of the back and loves to play with her feet. Um, she also has played at a really high level, so she knows um, she's confident in herself and, and how to command the back as well. Um, 
and she's just a, a very technical and um, like a comfort in the back, very um, positive and just good energy. Okay, and that high level you reference includes a, a U.S. National U-20 camp, yes, in yes, your sir. past? Mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you? Incredible. Pretty amazing? Yes, sir. Where was it? Um, Chula Vista, so the Olympic Training Center in California. Yeah, mm -hmm. so uh, do you aspire to get back there someday or with the uh, U.S. national team in some way? Yes, sir, I do. Why are you calling me sir? You've oh, never sorry. done Greg. this. You've Greg. never done yes, this. Greg. She always does. She called <laughs> me yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm like, where's that popping out of? Sorry, you know. I've known Sabrina friend. for two years. I, I never got up. a sir once. Right. I don't like it. Okay, sorry. Yes, Greg. Okay. Rebel. All right. My bad. Okay. Homie. Um, yes. yeah. We're going to wrap things up with you two uh, in a different way. The last few weeks, the last couple months, uh, when we've had two players on, we do a how well do you know your teammate pop quiz, okay? Here and one we, has, we you have to Here guess we which one the other one will say. But we're going away from that. We're going away from that today. Oh. You guys are getting something different. Okay, so it's not how well do you know your teammate. It's just a straight five question trivia pop quiz. You have to buzz in, okay? You can just go, that's your buzzer, okay? Buzz in. Um, if you're correct, uh, you, you get the point. If you're incorrect, the other person can steal your point. Okay. Okay? All right. This is five, these are five questions. They'll go quick, and they're from different areas uh, of interest. Which country won the 2014 Men's FIFA World Cup in Brazil? Oh, in Brazil? Mm-hmm. Um, Germany. Uh, you're buzzing hey. first. You say what? Germany? I think she did buzz first. No, she I didn't. Snapped. I snapped. I said, you, eh, he said to make the noise. Eh, no. I can't even make it. Eh. I think he said either or. You were correct on Germany. Would you have said Germany? You know, no, but that's okay. Okay, good. So we'll give you the point. Germany's correct. Dude, er, he said the noise. I'll, I'll do my best to find I'm out who's first on this thing, but we need hurt. noises. Um, second, name the highest grossing, that is the movie that's made the most money, the highest grossing movie of all time. Er. Yes. Harry Potter? No. Lord of the Rings? No. It's Avatar. Don't look Avatar. at me like Go that. Like, yeah. Highest grossing movie of all time is Avatar. Okay, so uh, we're sitting at 1-0. Question three. What is the periodic table symbol for gold? Uh, yes. AU. Correct. Well done, Hannah. 2-0 lead. Question four. What oh, okay. jersey number does Taysom Hill wear? Uh, oh, that's a tie. That's a straight tie. You said you four. Just, uh, and Greg. she's wrong. So what is it? It's not four. It used to be four, but it's not this Seven? year. Seven? Seven, correct. <laughs> Sabrina gets a point. <laughs> Sabrina Why steals. Why did he switch? Uh, you can't just say the brother. number, P.S. His oh. brother used to wear seven. His brother passed away in the offseason, and he chose his number to wear seven. So okay, as an honor to his brother, it is very cool. Mm -hmm. All right, last question. The West Coast Conference, mm -hmm. conference in which you play, okay. has member schools in which states? Uh, yes. Um, Washington. Too long. Oregon. California, Utah. Well done, Hannah. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Sabrina one. High five. You know, and I'm so, proud of you. Uh, <laughs> well done. Well done indeed. You guys adjusted well to the change in format, and you were exemplary, and you were just okay. A loser. So, um, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks to both of you for coming. Uh, for I, 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 I like the heck out of these guys. They're, they're great people to be around. I'm around these guys quite a bit, and uh, they're just a lot of fun, as you saw here today. And they're both excellent at what they do. They're great keepers. Uh, BYU's nets are in fine shape for uh, seasons to come. So way to go, you guys. Thanks, Greg. All right. Jennifer Rockwood back next with us as we continue on Facebook Live after this. Greg Grubel back with the head coach of the Cougars. Jennifer Rockwood for our final segment of BYU Women's Soccer Facebook Live. Our third segment features social media questions for the coach from 
Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's uh, get right to them. We'll start it off with uh, Jana Cook on Facebook who asks, is Rachel Boaz's hand completely healed and do we have any other injuries or is everyone healthy going into postseason play? Uh, Boaz is healed. Uh, I don't know if she's 100%, you know, the hand is in good shape, but it, there's nothing that's slowing her down right now. So she's in, she's been cleared to uh, go full go practice. She's played uh, in a couple games this last weekend. Um, we've been really fortunate all year to stay very healthy. Uh, we try hard not to overtrain, um, and uh, we do a lot of injury prevention, um, and so we've been very fortunate that way. Right now we have Brindley, um, who's uh, played a lot of minutes for us as an outside back. She hurt her knee, uh, I believe, in our Portland game. Uh, went down pretty hard uh, at full speed, and uh, we don't know that it, it, she'll be able to come back. So we're still... Uh, kind of taking that week by week, but we haven't had her for a couple weeks. But other than that, we're pretty healthy. Luckily, you've got some sturdy defenders mm -hmm. and at least one good reserve back there right now. Yes. And you'll kind of see how things go with that position. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, we kind of hit this earlier, but we'll kind of reiterate. At uh, Ash M. Sand on Instagram asked how a winner is determined if BYU and Pepperdine are tied in points at the end of the season. And as we said earlier, WCC says co-champs. Yes, co-champs, yeah. um, the at-large bid then would go to Pepperdine. Based or the automatic on, bid. Sorry, automatic head-to-head. Yeah. Uh, uh, -head. And then we would assume, especially if we went on Saturday, that we would get the at-large. Correct. BYU is in good shape that way in uh, both you know, polls. And Pepperdine and, uh, has to win, too, at Pacific. Right, they have to so, win at Pacific. Yeah. Of course, they'd be favored to do that. Pepper. Right, I think right. Pacific's won the one game all year, yeah. uh, just playing the odds. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go to uh, Abby Lund on Instagram. Uh, what's the hardest part about being a soccer coach? a lot of great um, things about it. There are a lot of great things. Uh, there are a lot of hard things. Um, I would say the hardest thing for, for me personally is uh, being around these girls who train and give everything they've got and then only being able to play a certain amount. Um, so that, that's challenging, you know, seeing how hard it is on them. Most of these girls that come into our program have been the stars wherever they've played from a very young age. Uh, and so it's very different for them uh, when they're not playing. And uh, we, we've got so many great players who have great experience, but you only start 11. Mm -hmm. Most of these girls have been starters their whole lives. Uh, most of them have been, you know, the best player, not just on their team, but within their state right. and some of them within the region and within the country. So, um, you know, that's challenging, uh, recognizing as a coach when you, when you control their, their playing time uh, and their disappointment. Um, but I have to say this group that we currently have has managed those emotions extremely well and have stayed very positive uh, and is something we've talked a lot about. And I think that's one thing that has really enabled us to find our best selves this year. Okay, uh, one quick RPI question from uh, Janice Staley. Why does playing a weaker team affect the RPI so much? You know, it's just a statistical formula. Um, and uh, the problem is you actually can gain RPI points even if you lose to a team that, you know, has a good RPI. Ellen is a good example when they lost to you. For exactly. Yeah. Most everybody that is losing to us is going up. Is going up. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, when you do have a very poor RPI, even though you can win, uh, it can pull you down. And, and we've experienced that over the last couple years. And, you know, there's not a lot we can do about it other than making sure that we're trying to schedule a very challenging non-conference schedule. In conference, we don't have the option. We play who we play. Um, but and that said, the WCC has been better this year than they were last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, top we to have, bottom, I mean. We have yeah. uh, top to bottom, especially, like I said, if we, if we get four teams in. Yeah. Uh, I think that says a lot. But top to bottom, uh, we've been better and stronger this year. Uh, but unfortunately, sometimes when you, when you play some teams uh, 
uh, even some teams that you anticipate when you schedule them have a good RPI and then maybe have a rough season or two. Yeah, that, that's something you can't foresee. We do scheduling, you know, two to three, four years in advance sometimes. Okay. All right. Thanks for all the questions. And again, mm -hmm. when we get you on the air, we'll uh, get a hold of you and get some uh, soccer swag to you. This is our second to last show of the year. Uh, next week's show will be post-NCAA tournament selection, which is an yeah. exciting time. It's coming up next Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, but before then, it's your senior night finale with Gonzaga here at Southfield. I'm going to miss the game. Sad about that. Uh, it'll be Gonzaga and BYU Southfield Saturday at 7. It is senior night, and we hope it's an extra special night because it's a chance to, uh, mm -hmm. to raise another championship trophy. If you, if you beat Gonzaga, that part will be assured. Let's just talk really briefly about uh, the girls who are saying they're uh, Southfield so long. And, of course, there could be more soccer played at Southfield, but sure. we do senior night for the end of regular season, and you've got some great yeah, players. We do. We have six amazing seniors. Um, you know, most that have been with us for four and five years. Boaz, who's transferred, has been with us for a couple, but, um, you know, it's always difficult. One of the other difficult things about being a coach is you spend so so much time with these girls. Most of these girls I've known, uh, you know, since they were young in high school. As uh, Sabrina mentioned, we, we usually know them when they're freshmen or sophomores, and in high school and, and at this point a lot younger. Some of the girls I've known since they were 11 and 12 years old and you know you spend so much time and, and uh, uh, share a lot of their life experiences over the course of four or five years and, and see them go through lots of ups and downs and then all of a sudden poof they're mm -hmm. gone. Um, but uh, you know we're really proud of these girls. They represented BYU and our soccer program so well in their time here. I couldn't be more proud of them. They're such an amazing group of young women who are going to go on to do great things. But we hope we can keep them around for uh, a little bit longer uh, because they're so fun to watch on the field. Ashley Hatch, Michelle Vasconcelos, Selena Medeiros, Paige Barker, Miranda Bailey-Topham, and Rachel Boaz. That's our group. It's an amazing group of yeah. seniors. All right, so senior night, Saturday, 7 o'clock, and hopefully championship celebration night if the Cougars can defeat uh, Gonzaga at Southfield. Then next Monday, we'll find out where you're playing and who you're mm -hmm. playing in the NCAA tournament, and then we'll do our final uh, Facebook Live show of the season next Tuesday uh, right here. So we'll do one more of these. Jen, thanks for today, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, wish you the best this weekend and see cool. you back here next week. All right, thanks a lot. All right, thank you, Jen, and uh, thanks to Hannah Clark and Sabrina Macias as well, and thanks to you for tuning in today. BYU Women's Soccer on Facebook Live. For all the aforementioned, I'm Greg Grubel saying so long, and we'll talk to you next week.